to the Sly and the Guys movie podcast, the premiere podcast about Hollywood legend Sylvester Stallone, where we go through his filmography, film by film, in chronological order. I'm one of your co-hosts, South Turk. And I'm the other co-host, Chico Tyrell. Oh, I see you're really sticking with that. Uh, it's me, Chris. Oh, I Chris. might have fooled you with Fully. the nickname. Uh huh. Uh huh. And today we're discussing 1975, 1975's Death Race 2000, or as I like to call it, Wacky Racers for edgy teenagers who just learned about atheism. <laughs> that, uh, that's about as apt of a description of this movie as you could give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this is another Roger Corman production uh, coming off the wheels of last episode's um, C- Capone. I keep wanting to call it Capote, but that's a totally different movie. Uh, <laughs> that we saw together in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun times, fun times. Uh, this movie was directed by Paul, Par, Paul, blah, 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 Paul Bartel, who would uh, also uh, feature in the movie. But uh, he'd go on to write and direct Eating Raul, a film in the Criterion Collection. Is that a hint for the end of this episode? Stay tuned. We'll have to see. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Whoa. So, Chris, uh, what's this What's this movie about? Well, uh, South, it's the distant future. Okay. Wait, wait, the wait, year. though. But 2000 was 20 years ago. Did we watch uh, the wrong movie? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So, a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away, it's the year 2000. Mm-hmm. A long time ago in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since the world crash of 1979. Mm-hmm. The United States, now a totalitarian regime. Mm-hmm. Wait, in the host... movie or? Um... <laughs> Why not both? Let's make yeah. it both. Uh, the United, actually, I think it's the United Provinces of America or something. They change it, I think, in the film. But, Who cares? Uh, they host a transcontinental death race from New York to New Los Angeles. You know mm-hmm. it's the future because it's New Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, drivers accumulate scores for killing pedestrians and their competing drivers, all of whom have personas right out of like the WWF. Mm-hmm. WWE, Chris, not the World Wildlife Foundation. No, I think they're all like pandas and oh, tigers. Okay. And all right. stuff. Well, that's cool. That's, uh, that's you know, pro, pro green. <laughs> so um, right off the bat. Mm hmm. I really appreciate that uh, they changed the the flag. Mm-hmm. So instead of mm-hmm. instead of stars and stripes, it's a fist with a lightning bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're still playing the Star Spangled Banner as the national anthem. Well, some things just can't die, you know, like uh, herpes. <laughs> but there's no more stars. How's it a Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good, good questions here already off the bat. Uh, so we jump right into the movie and it just starts at the beginning of the race. Like they're literally mm-hmm. prepping for 
this death race yeah, we see in the year 2000. We, we see a lot of crowd shots that otherwise look no different from like, you know, today. That's true. Uh, I like that they have a lot of uh, different fans. You have like the Nazi fans mm-hmm. in the yeah. stands. Just like you today. have the cowboy fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that they had the forethought in 1975 that they're like, well, in 2000, there will probably still be Nazis. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talk about lucky guess. <laughs> like they, they didn't want a. Uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use. Well, when you think about it, I mean, there was Nazis in Blues Brothers. That would be like uh, in the 80s. And there's, of course, Nazis in American History X. That'd be in the 90s. And then there's uh, Nazis in um, maybe the aughts. The early aughts were the first decade without Nazis. I don't know. Uh, And then there were Nazis last year in Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Nazis, that one minority group that just won't never die. gives up. Yeah, really. Um, I I really like just from the get go the the uh, announcer uh, Junior Bruce. Mm-hmm. Junior Bruce he, is quite the personality. He is great. He's just this like magnetic, big personality that uh, he's he actually proclaims himself your buddy, buddy, and mine. Yeah. So uh-huh. he's his own buddy. That's a great um. That's a great catchphrase, in my opinion. So. Um, so uh, moving along, he's he's talking about this death race that we're about to have. Mm-hmm. It's everybody's favorite mm-hmm. thing. It's yeah. it's like Hunger Games. Everybody everybody watches it. It's it's the one thing that that everybody's excited for. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hunger Games shares a lot in common with this movie. So uh, the first car to arrive to the race mm-hmm. is Calamity Jane. Mm-hmm. Calamity Jane Kelly and her na- navigator Pete. Uh, if you're having difficulty like picturing what's going on in this scene, like it's just like the beginning of the pod race in episode one mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace. All the yeah. cars are pulling up, and you have the announcer just introducing everybody. So we get a nice uh, introduction to each of the characters we're going to see throughout the movie. Yeah. So yeah. So if you can't find Death Race 2000, just go watch episode one and uh, with our with our podcast on top of it. Mm-hmm. And that'll get you uh, right where you need to. Uh, right where you need to go mm-hmm. uh we find out that she came in in second place in 98 yeah 98 yeah two years before this in the movie world mm-hmm. uh i do like that they set up that there's just trials and like so this isn't the only death race they have this yeah. is just the super bowl of the death races yeah they've worked their way up really yeah, so this is this is the world series of death races they've uh-huh. won multiple races to get here um, Next, we have uh, the previously mentioned Nazis, Matilda the Hun, and Herman the German. <laughs> the swastika sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's driving her uh, her German uh, German buzz bomb. Mm-hmm, yeah, and <laughs> with her <laughs> Herman the German, the lovable Nazi navigator. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, back when Nazis were funny. Uh, Taiko ITT's trying to bring it back. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I do like Clemity Jane uh, looks over at Herman the German, and uh, or I guess just Matilda too, and says, "I hope your buzz bomb has a little more juice in its warhead this year." So I don't know if that so, means they fucked or what. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking because he looks very like downtrodden and like embarrassed when she yeah, says that, like. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just didn't perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Next, we got a uh, Ray Nero the Hero in Cleopatra. Uh, some the Roman themed uh, racers. He's driving a lion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he's never finished the transcontinental, ha- but has three big wins in the provinces this year. I don't know how you. I mean, like the whole point of this race is to like die i think i mean i guess you could break down and not be able to compete but we'll get to the very questionable rules of this race later so <laughs> uh then we uh have uh our our favorite guy yeah show up. here here is why we're uh talking about this movie none machine on, gun machine gun joe none other than stallone himself who's kind of just playing the same role he's been playing no every other (laughs) no he's so great in this movie he really is is great he is so over the he's like the only one that realized what this movie really was and he just went for it he's the roughest tough guy of them all yeah he shows up immediately starts like shooting a tommy gun into the crowd yeah no one dies though which is strange (laughs) i don't know how that works um machine gun joe of course uh the character that would later be played by tyrese gibson in the uh 2008 remake of this movie so interesting (laughs) uh comparison there uh, but what you need to know about Machine Gun Joe is he's loved by thousands and hated by millions. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and his uh, his navigator, Myra. Myra, yeah. Uh-huh. Who I think is like the unsung funniest part of this whole movie. I She made me laugh, I think, more than anybody else. There, yeah, there are a lot of good lines involving her. Uh, and then, of course, elsewhere, after we, we meet our first four contestants, we've heard them talk about Frankenstein yeah. mm-hmm. over and over again. He's yeah. like the, the reigning champ. The hero. The two-time winner. Mm-hmm. Everybody's favorite. Everybody loves him. Yep. And uh, he shows up being wheeled in by a doctor. Yeah, he's in a coma because of the last race. He's had a lot of surgery done. Hence the name Frankenstein. Got- they have to keep rebuilding him after every race. Um, he uh, he's really stoic when he like he he literally rises like Frankenstein, Frankenstein and that's yeah. where mm-hmm. that's where um the director uh, Paul Bartel he plays his doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, nice little cameo there. Yeah, um, Frankenstein raises up, and we still don't see his face immediately. He's just mm-hmm. answering all the reporters' questions. Yeah, uh, and he's, he's really stoic. Yeah, in a full black cape, mask, costume type deal. In fact, this is where we um, learned that we he has not met his new navigator yet. But, but we do know that he's got a red-hot sex pot navigator named Annie. Yeah, but he doesn't care. He only cares if she's a red-hot navigator. Mm-hmm. He only cares about winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got no time for sex, which is not true, as we learn later. Um, <laughs> so we we follow him to go meet Annie, which is where we get the, the full reveal of frankenstein in all his glory uh looking like he bought a batman costume off of wish.com <laughs> but it has a lot of zippers in it which is really cool i like that 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 point he's got a lot of zippers like he's going to like a, a music video shoot in like the 80s or something like he's yeah got michael jackson's uh costume designer yeah the costume designer actually said that was inspired by the name frankenstein like you know like the frankenstein monster has like zippers like on him and stuff like that. oh all the stitches and stuff yeah that does yeah. make sense mm-hmm, yeah 
Yeah, the costumes. Makes a lot the, more sense. The costumes now. in this movie are the really the best part to me. So like, they're really great. So we get introduced to Frankenstein, played by David Carradine, in his most in his stoic, in his being stoic and only I don't know how to say this, uh, in a way only he can. Very calm, very stoic, like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. You. You're a big fan of kung fu. Is he playing this the same way he played Kane in that? Uh, no. I. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the interviews I've I've watched with David Carradine, he wanted to do something so opposite from kung fu, so he didn't keep getting typecast after kung fu. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was like not act at all. Just. <laughs> I'm just talk, gonna. Yeah, I I'm think just gonna he, yeah, talk like this. <laughs> exactly. We're going to win this race. Uh, I don't care if she's a good, hot sex pot. Yeah. So, uh, so we go back to the race. Uh, Frankenstein and Annie pull up in their car. Uh, our man Joe gets a good loogie, sp- spitting at Frankenstein. They've they've got quite the. Uh, they clearly have bad blood between them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stallone's the heel, mm-hmm. and uh, and Frankenstein is the baby face. The baby face. Yeah. I do like all the different archetypes of characters or stereotypes of characters. You got cowboys. You got Nazis. You got mm-hmm. uh, Frankenstein's like a cyborg. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, the gladiator Roman type thing, and and that and, you know Stallone's just a nineteen twenties mobster. Yeah, it's like a fucked up version of the Village People. <laughs> when you think about it, it's the Village People meets Wacky Races. Yeah, That's exactly. What this movie yeah. is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, but. All the cars are great in this. I think all the cars are so much fun. Mm-hmm. Each one is is has its own personality. Calamity Jane's driving a bull with horns out the front. Yeah. Matilda the Hun is driving a, a Nazi Blitzkrieg machine mm-hmm. with a yeah. rocket booster on it. Uh, let's Nero's driving that lion, like we mentioned. Stallone's car has just has two Tommy guns for headlights and a knife in the middle <laughs> and a knife in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A big old knife. So he means and then Frankenstein's dr- he means business <laughs> and Frankenstein's just driving like a, a dragon. Yeah. Some kind of monster. I don't know. It looks like looks like uh, some kind of like I think there's a ride like that at Six Flags Over Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of the Viper. Is the Viper that same color scheme, that green and black? Ah, uh, I don't it. ride roller coasters south. Oh, okay. of <laughs> never mind. Okay, uh, roller coaster enthusiasts, write in. Tell us <laughs> what this is in reference to. So the race uh, starts. We get we get blessed. I guess. Uh, I guess whatever government this is is real theological, um, because it's almost like this minister comes out. Um, and uh, starts the race. Oh, wait, no, we do get a word from the president, don't we? Yeah, the president from his summer home in Peking. Yeah. Ooh. Which is just, isn't that Beijing? I think so. I only, yeah, I don't know. 
So he's this weird, it's like, uh, like the V for Vendetta almost, like 1984 style, like the president loves you and everyone loves him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's our savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a reality show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gives us what we want, mm-hmm. which is Death Race 2000. Yeah, we go to a video package of him, uh, clearly shot on the, on the Lost vegas set of uh blade runner 2049 um <laughs> just filled filled with smoke and orange it looks fresh out of like flash gordon yeah it really does <laughs> it really maybe does. the same set yeah no i think flash gordon was a couple of years later i think it was 80 80 something three years three years so oh man but uh so the president's on mars <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when he when he opens his hand, the race begins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, does it. We're off to the races. Well, one singular race. Mm. Mm-hmm. Death race. 2000. Which brings me to my point. How do you win this race? <laughs> um, it's called a race, which means which we you would think means whoever gets to the finish line first. Right. Mm-hmm. Then what the fuck is the point of the point system? Never explain. So do you win by getting more points or do you win by just like being first? I think, and and this is just conjecture, uh-huh. you get a certain amount of points based on where you finish, kind of like in uh, Mario okay. Kart. Okay. If you come right. in first place, you get 15. Yeah. Second place, 12, so on and so forth. And then it, that's added to your point total. I mean, so theoretically, you could just drive around the country killing people. And come in last, but still win. I think so. It's never really explained, but that brings us to the point system. So um, you get more points for if you kill somebody in this race. um, It's never explained how how much like a normal man, how many points that is. But if you hit a woman, it's 10 more points than that. If you hit a teenager, it's 40 points. If you hit a baby, a toddler, anything under 12, that's 70 points. But if you hit any of the elderly that's 100 points so that sets up the uh, point system and um you know that's that's what you need to know yeah i uh i had to surmise at one point because um so machine gun joe draws first blood and he mm-hmm. hits somebody we yeah. find out he's 38 if he had been 40 he would have been worth triple the points yeah so, so does that mean like middle-aged men are only worth like i i would have to assume like 10 yeah yeah so i guess Maybe it's 10, women 20, no one 30, teenagers 40. Okay. All right. We figured it out. So get out your uh, your notepad. Start taking score. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I didn't do that in the three times I watched this movie. Yeah. Three times? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> so the cars, and so they're not... It's not a set racetrack. You just have yeah. to drive across well, the country. Yeah, well, it's like the cannonball run, you know? The real-life cannonball run, where it's, it's more important, like, how you get there. Right. I mean, I mean, when you get there, not how you get there. So, But they're going to make pit stops three, two times along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In St. Louis and Albuquerque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before finishing the last leg of the race in... New Los Angeles new city of angels yeah mm-hmm. so it's about this time in the movie we find out that the the death race isn't the only exciting thing going on in the movie mm-hmm. 
there's a there's a resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, led by uh, an uh, elderly woman, a descendant of Thomas Paine, uh, accordingly called Thomasine. Thomasina. Pain? <laughs> Thomasina Paine. Yeah, real real creative there. Uh, played uncredited by uh, William Defoe and Drag. <laughs> Go back. He really and- does look great at this. <laughs> yeah, go back and look. It's like, damn. So yeah, they're planning to really, uh, to really take down this government by uh, interfering in the nation's most most loved event. So, and also, it gets revealed here that uh, Annie is her great granddaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she. So they they've planted Annie in the race. She's a she's a secret agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna kill Frankenstein to put an end to the death race. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um. So we see uh, Annie's talking to Frankenstein in her car, mm-hmm. in their car, and mm-hmm. asks how he looks underneath his mask. Mm-hmm. We see a little bit of disfigurement. We yeah, assume we can see that it just looks terrible. His, yeah, one of his eye slots is uh, quite a uh, quite quite scary looking. They've uh, they've listed off like him losing an arm and a race and a leg mm-hmm. and an eye and his jaw, mm-hmm. hand, uh, his hand, <laughs> his hand, um, and warns Annie that he doesn't take any responsibility for what she sees when she removes his mask. Yeah. Much like we do when we remove our clothes. Mm-hmm. If you think the hair stops at my neck. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, do we have a surprise for you. Well, I look like Austin Powers rolled around on the floor at Great Clips. I know, it's always awkward when you watch Austin Powers and people laugh when you see his chest hair and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I wish mine was that neat and Yeah, kept. let's have some respect. <laughs> So she takes off his mask and uh <gasps> he's just he's beautiful. Yeah, he's David Carradine. He's a Chinese monk from the Wild West. No, 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 no. He's a international He's a young international assassin squad leader. What the fuck was Bill? It's never really explained. <laughs> I just like that Frankenstein's like this. I, they almost they portray him as like the sex symbol. Yeah, but like David Carradine. Bent. Yeah, <laughs> but that might have been you know that might have been hot back then. I guess that's true. Uh, female and homosexual listeners, write in. Tell us, was David Carradine hot back then? Well, should we wait for that? Yeah. Okay. Only by snail mail though. At. One thousand hurricane shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, um, so she's shocked to find out that uh, he's not like a monster underneath. Kind of. He's just a boring guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is. He is Frankenstein. He has won several several races. So. And. Uh, my first viewing, I thought he was a cyborg, so I assumed he was just like a robot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of chalked up David Carradine not acting to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I so, think it's just his acting style. 
But still, better than uh, Lords of Flatbush, where they just stare at each other. So <laughs> this movie would be so boring. <laughs> Not to say uh, it is. Um, anyways, uh, back to the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find that we've heard that people are urged to stay off the roads kind of like the purge because they know what's coming mm-hmm. but every once in a while we run into people that just maybe didn't get the memo or like a matador is trying yeah. to flag down calamity jane which is awesome yeah um that's a really cool part uh but uh doesn't work calamity jane gets him and uh gores him yeah and what junior the the announcer calls a beautiful kill mm-hmm. a neat kill yeah yeah uh, uh, but I have to wonder, did he expect to survive or was this guy like, was this his suicide attempt? Well, Calamity Jane um, drives a car called the Bull. And so mm-hmm. he's dressed as a matador. So he's clearly some kind of like uh, Calamity Jane junkie groupie type deal. So I'm thinking this was some kind of fetish thing where he dressed the part knowing that like in the last seconds of his life, he would be gored and killed by clearly his object of affection and obsession and uh that would bring you know uh some sort of eternal bliss you know Hmm. yeah so he's in the religion of calamity jane yeah exactly i mean clearly why yeah why else would you dress up like a matador i mean i mean do you really think he would have gone out if if he was waiting for you know calamity jane and like frankenstein drove by i don't think he would have stepped out you know if that's he, true. If he would have dressed up like Igor or something, mm-hmm. maybe you know. So that's a, that's that's what I just I, that's what I like to see explored in the um, upcoming Death Race 2000 um, anime series, the groupies of the of the uh, of the racers. That would be because uh, I want to know: Did he expect to survive? Yeah, Netflix. Like, don't he... steal that. Call me. Sorry. <laughs> maybe maybe he he was like boasting to his friends like oh these people getting killed all you got to do is move out of the way and they're like yeah well why don't you do it no no not only will i I do it i think it was some kind of kinky suicide thing Hmm. yeah (laughs) oh i envy that man (laughs) yep 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 so we get some more deaths um more more deaths we get uh euthanasia day at the geriatric hospital mm -hmm, yep where uh they rural all the elderlies out into the uh middle of the road and uh you think frankenstein's gonna go for it he says ah they do this every year Mm -hmm. and uh instead he uh he avoids the old people and just runs over the doctors (laughs) yeah the doctors and the nurses probably they they like comically like you don't see them hit you just see them bounce up above like a bush yeah and and that's the whole tone of this movie it really is just like a looney tunes cartoon or you know like wacky races with like the um kind of violence of looney tunes Mm -hmm. but more on violence later (laughs) because i haven't seen i haven't seen the remake yet and i want to because it's got Jason Statham, you said Tyrese, Ian McShane, and uh, um, the guy that plays Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movies. So, um, yeah, there uh, Robin Shu. So I, it sounds I, like it's right up my alley. I saw it in theaters. Um, don't really remember much about it, but then I watched like thirty minutes of it the other day because it's on like uh, it's on CBS or streaming or something, and. Um, 
I mean, it is exactly what you think it is. So just much more graphically violent, like more well, blood and stuff. It, or? Ta- it takes place in a prison system. So they make the prisoners mm. race, but it's, it's kind of the same setup except that, um, yeah, it's more like a NASCAR race where they're just driving around in circles, hmm. but like on an island, a prison island. Hmm. And and like because it's from two thousand and eight, they keep referring to Machine Gun Go, Machine Gun Go, Machine Gun Joe <laughs> as gay. But I don't know if he's really gay or if it's just two thousand and eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> I didn't finish the movie, so I was like, I, I, that's an interesting character development. You know, I was like, it's either really progressive or just really not progressive. So. Well, that was one uh, interesting thing. I'm glad you brought that up. In uh, one of the interviews with uh, Martin Cove, who plays uh, Nero the hero, uh, I just thought he was like this arrogant guy, and he says that he played him gay. I can kind of see it, but, um, like, it doesn't come through. No. So. Um, But in the race. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. Frankenstein hits the doctors instead yeah. of the geriatric people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only scores 110 points instead of a possible 700. 700. Yeah, yeah. So something's up right there. Right, right there is the first hint that like Frankenstein is not exactly who he seems. Well, besides the unmasking thing, but maybe he's a bit morally different than we're led to to believe. And I do like that the the announcers say that it goes to show Frankenstein has a red-blooded American sense of humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. killing doctors and not the old people is hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, COVID. Um, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get, a, we get another fun kill where... Uh, Cleo, Cleopatra spots like a family out in their picnic, you know, which already mm-hmm. is sus- suspicious. Like it's clearly death race day, you know, like in the it's span- the purge. The alarms <laughs> have blared. Everybody's inside. Yeah. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, there's this family out in picnic and uh, she's like, all right. <laughs> their picnic is in view of the highway. <laughs> yeah. So right away, you should know something's up. But Cleopatra clearly does not. Um. So she asks, like, "Oh, look at there!" So Nero's like, "Yeah, I got this." Um. But then it's revealed that the mother of this picnic is a mustached, bearded man in drag, and none other than Lieutenant Fury of the Resistance. Of the Resistance, and they leave a clearly a fake baby on the picnic uh, cloth and run run to a nearby tree, and uh, Nero goes for that tree and. Boom! It was a baby bomb. A baby bomb. And not the type you find in a diaper. Uh, He thought he was getting 70 points, but he just ended up in 70 pieces. Whoa! So one driver down. Several more to go, I guess. One driver down, and then we find uh, Grace Pander, one of the announcers, meeting with the first victim's widow? Yes, that's who that is. But a, a, a prize, a consolation prize for the first person to die in death race. It's an honor. Is their, yeah. <laughs> their family gets an apartment in Acapulco and a 50-inch TV. Not a bad deal, really. <laughs> I mean, 
if if I'm in dire straits, I'll I'll go jump in front of a car if my family gets an apartment <laughs> in Acapulco. Say, I thought you were about to say you're going to throw a member of your family in front of the car. If I'm in dire straits, I'll sacrifice a member of my family. They won't even see it coming. <laughs> I mean, it's a 50-inch 3D TV. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, um... Grace just uh, met with the uh, first victims, uh, oh, yeah, the first yeah. scores, mm-hmm. uh, and Thomasina's about to interrupt the. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's around this time where uh, Thomasina uh, interrupts the uh, the signal of uh, of the television and uh, gives her like declaration of resistance, kind of right. Yeah, she uh, goes full Osama bin Laden, uh, full Mandarin from Iron Man 3, and uh, claims responsibility for Nero and Cleopatra's deaths. <laughs> In the name, she says the aid of obedience is over. In the names of Washington, Lincoln, and Harry Truman. <laughs> yeah, duh. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. Was, was Harry Truman like looked on like fa- I don't. I don't know enough about Harry Truman um, because I was went to public school. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I know he was I, after FDR, and he didn't drop a a bomb on on Korea. FDR is usually considered the better of the Trumans. I think, right? The better of the Trumans. Never mind. I'm I'm stupid. Sorry. I'm getting confused. Too much coffee. Yeah, Harry uh, Truman. <laughs> yeah. But like is he was he viewed favorably when they wrote or filmed this movie? I have like no was idea. he like the like they were looking on him like romanticizing him because he was the president from 20 years before or did they just assume that in the year 2000 we were going to look back at Truman favorably? Uh, isn't is Truman on a uh, coin? Uh, he's got his own show. <laughs> I don't think it's the same one. <laughs> Might be wrong in that one. Uh, oh, anyways, Thomasina tells everybody to stand up for their un tells everybody to stand up for their rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and declares war on the president, the country, and the race. And um. I mean, I guess that's something that you do. Like, if you're going to be a terrorist and try and overthrow a government, you're you're going to declare war on the president, mm-hmm. the country, and like the World Series. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, I get I get your joke. I get your joke. But they have established that like this race is the only thing that matters in this country. You know, so. <laughs> it's just violence, violence, <laughs> violence. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so, so like all the drivers hear this, you know, like, mm-hmm. so the drivers are aware. So, um, it, it, it's very interesting later that they just try to cover this up when it's just like, then who was that crazy woman? <laughs> but, <laughs> which happens. So they get to the first pit stop in a, a great scene where <laughs> they, they come to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're guys <laughs> and, hanging and up is, like a and welcome... This, and this is 2000, so the rapper Nelly is huge in St. Louis right now. <laughs> the St. Lunatics yeah. are just just multi-platinum. And they're uh, people hanging a welcome to St. Louis Frankenstein yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. 
which really pisses Joe off. Mm-hmm. Where's Where's Welcome Machine Gun Joe? Mm-hmm. And so he just like runs into the people on the ladder. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> Stallone just hamming it up, and it's so great. It is amazing. Yeah. If you can find a supercut of all the Joe scenes, like in this movie, you should definitely go watch it every morning then, when you wake up. It'll put you in a much better and, mood. And um, what's her name? Who? And uh, Myra's egging him on, like, get him, Joe, get him, get him. Yeah. And uh, Joe's like, what do you, what do you think? Should I let him go? And then the guy's body gives him a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, so Stallone runs over his head. Yeah. <laughs> makes mm-hmm. it explode. Yeah. A great head explosion scene. So we go from that to naked massage parlor. Yeah. A scene <laughs> Stallone didn't want to do. Okay. He's been in a fucking porno film right and then, but, but, would, but for death race 2000 he's like no you ain't gonna see my butt <laughs> like, you know, put a towel put a towel on my butt i'm, I'm past that <laughs> yeah exactly i've got a whole movie with about like 20 minutes on my butt enough's enough my last movie had full frontal female nudity but i'm not showing my cheeks for no one yeah i want to show i want to have something i can show my future children like death race 2000 he's okay and i guess that kind of just goes back to like the morality of america that he's okay with the violence and running people over and yeah. shooting into a crowd yeah. haphazardly but mm-hmm. butt cheeks no. off limits yeah america throughout history and um, film and television is much more concerned about nudity than like violence which you know is why we have uh, school shootings and not school flashings <laughs> that's the america i want to live mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. me too no, uh, fuck. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, only schools for like colleges and eighteen-year-olds, though. Not no one, no one below that. Oh, we're not, we're not advocating for anything else. Oh man, it's just graduate school. Yeah, graduate we, school just can- we just got canceled. <laughs> Rightfully so. It's about time. It's about time. So most of the drivers and their navigators are laid out massage tables. Uh, most, most of them, not all of them, butt ass naked. Uh, get massages um boobs boo yeah we get a lot of boobs in the scene um notice and we get a uh, a government official telling everybody like hey nero wasn't killed by the resistance yeah he just ran into a tree yeah so that's it <laughs> so so th- are they expecting the uh them to believe then that the tree has a spokeswoman that then like took over their like televisions <laughs> Uh, but they're not buying it. Even even Machine Gun Joe's like, oh, you schmuck, we all saw. Yeah. We saw that lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just, again, Myra's great. Yeah. Myra, so Frankenstein comes up and starts. Uh, yeah, Frankenstein, almost like- Frankenstein is not getting a massage. Frankenstein, you know, doesn't take his suit off unless it's uh, in close quarters. Um, so he walks up and uh, notices that Machine Gun Joe's over there talking to Annie. So mm-hmm. he decides to go uh, talk to Myra a little bit. They're playing mind games. This isn't just a game of, of driving and, and killing. It's all, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's like chess. Mm-hmm. Mental chess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Navigator so. chess, really. <laughs> so... Uh... 
he whispers, he literally says sweet nothings. Tell him I said sweet nothings. Yeah, because uh, Joe notices. Joe sees, and he is not happy. Yeah, Joe sees Frank over there talking to his navigator. <laughs> which which was uh, Frank's uh, whole uh, plan here. So Stallone, you know, hard to give up a habit. So here we have Stallone come up to Myra and to see what her and Frankenstein were talking about. What and she's just like nothing sweet. Oh, he said nothing, nothing. He said there's nothing sweet in my ear. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Stallone knocks her silly. So once again, Stallone returning to domestic abuse like so many times before in this you podcast. Stick with what you're good at. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get a really kind of bizarre scene where uh, Frankenstein is like prowling the back hallways of this facility as one does when you're dressed like you know wish.com batman and um finds a like cult of frankenstein devotee or something yeah she's like the president of his fan club yeah uh-huh and uh he he it's not like a groupie situation so, so it comes back to like what we were talking about with the matador earlier like it's not about sex for them; it's about like being killed by them. Mm. It's like it, I guess in this this world, like again, sex sex isn't like what gets everybody going. It's violence. It's it's yeah. They've fallen into you know masochism, and and mm-hmm. that's what sex, what really gets yeah. everybody's. Yeah, sex sex is violence. Um, not unlike the uh, first Muppet special in um, Hellraiser. So. <laughs> Nothing's fictional, what I just said. So, uh, so yeah, so... Uh, she professes her love for him and says mm-hmm. that she's going to sacrifice herself tomorrow and that they just... That's just what they do. They really believe in him. They love him and think he's their, their savior, their Jesus Christ, and he's, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, then we get a steamy scene between... Frankenstein and Annie mm-hmm. in a bedroom about the size of a elementary school gym. And it's got a bed and a chair in it. Yeah. So it's really a lot of wasted space, but you know, minimalism in the future. So yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not very stylistic. So I don't know. They you gotta, fl- you gotta have room to dance. That's the thing <laughs> that's is, is in bedrooms in the future. You have to yeah. have room to uh-huh. dance. Yeah. And if you have any and- pet elephants, apparently you can just, storm in there too mm-hmm. so uh you know as one does mm-hmm. frankenstein gets undressed mm-hmm. and then puts his mask back on yeah uh-huh. and then dances in his underwear with with annie yeah who's completely naked well she has a towel on for a little bit yeah for but, a little bit and she uh she removes his mask he removes her towel mm, and, there's some um, symbolism going on here uh, we do get this great line those those swiss mechanics they did great on your face what else did they replace mm-hmm. wait a minute and i'll show you yeah so it implies some um mechanical penises robo penises robo penises yeah that's that's the real thing about this movie is is robo penises you're right you're right all right so the next day the race starts back up and they're off. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, everybody goes one way. Yeah, Frankenstein drops his glove and uh, makes a uh, circle to go back and pick the glove back up, and manages to run over the government uh, bishop or race official. The what deacon. It, the deacon. Yeah, deacon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, runs him over. Uh, and another clear sign of Frankenstein's moral uh, leanings. And uh, after that, they have like a hard time figuring out how much, how many points that's worth. I find that odd that this whole thing, like nobody's ever killed a race official before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like if this has been going on for 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's ever hit any member of the, like, I mean. Yeah. Well. I guess in death races, people usually play by the rules. <laughs> I guess you have to. I don't know. Well, all you have in this day and age of the far future of the year 2000 is your honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your word. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, so Annie, the night before, um, tells, uh, tells machine gun joe that there's a shortcut they're gonna take oh yeah uh-huh so she's been plotting against him like trying to throw him off course mm-hmm. and and the whole time machine gun joe's trying to decide whether or not he should he should take the shortcut yeah and again stallone just oh frankenstein i hate him i hate him i hate him mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're salivating yeah, yeah. she is she's my favorite part of the whole movie <laughs> yeah uh-huh so uh, uh yeah frankenstein feels like he has to follow this uh detour uh because joe would know otherwise so the detour does lead to a dead end which is kind of like a resistance like um trap because they have a uh frankenstein imposter ready to replace him but they don't realize by this point annie's kind of got the hots for the real frankenstein you know mm-hmm. so uh frankenstein escapes this trap but is uh clearly aware of something's up um, but uh, Joe's not so lucky. Joe does uh, take the uh, take the detour and, and just ends up at a at a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Frankenstein uh, hits that weird hippie fan club girl. Yeah, uh, the sacrifice. Yeah, there's a there's a chicken gang of of greasers that come out of a sewer the chicken gang the return of everyone's favorite actor who's in every movie from 1960 to 1993 dick miller previously seen in capone uh so i guess they're literally just playing chicken like seeing Mm -hmm. who the tough guys are yeah uh three of them standing in a row and then two of them jump back into the sewer yeah and then close the sewer. Dick Miller hang. <laughs> no, Dick Miller's not the one that dies. Oh. Yeah. Well, leave one of them hanging. Mm-hmm. He gets hit. Yeah. They're like, ha, ha, ha. They lift up the sewer. Yeah. And then Joe doubles back and kills both of them. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Yeah. Uh, next, we get a good old-fashioned dumb hillbilly scene where um, I can't remember which racer it was, but one just chases... The, oh, it's Joe, right? Joe chases this, this dumb hillbilly that's like, oh, I don't know. You're my favorite person. I got pictures of you out in the outhouse. Yeah, so you're going to want to go back to the highway. You Normally what we do is get a bulldozer, bulldoze yeah. this down. Yeah. So Joe drives in a creek and just chases this fisherman down. Yeah, this dumb fisherman hillbilly proving that 
<laughs> the hillbillies are forever. <laughs> Even in the distant future. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Hillbillies are going to be fishing in a creek. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sitting in their so, outhouses. I'm glad in 2020 there's still outhouses, you know? Like, <laughs> I got your pictures all over my outhouse. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So at this point, um, Frankenstein kind of plays a trick on Annie, you know, makes her drive and notices that, like, she completely avoids killing somebody. Mm-hmm. So, so he knows something's up. Yeah, so... Uh, she does admit to being Thomasina's granddaughter and kind of explains the whole situation. And um, Frankenstein's kind of indifferent, you know, like, uh, that's interesting, you know, but like still something's up. We, we begin to believe that they're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, elsewhere in the race, uh, we get some more exciting action from, from, Dick Dastardly and Calamity Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muttley, all of the crew. Uh, for some reason, Calamity Jane's car's broken down, and Pete's just under it on the side of the road trying to fix it. Yeah. And everyone's favorite Nazi comes barreling down the road. Mm-hmm. Blitzkrieg! And mm-hmm. runs over a navigator. Yep, yep. Which pisses that- Calamity Jane off. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, a fun fact... Uh, it's, Calamity okay. Jane it's played be by fun. Mary Warnoff did not know how to drive. Oh yeah, uh huh. So all her driving scenes are either towed behind a car or a stunt driver. Well, that's yeah. why they made her helmet big. Is oh. what they were saying. Oh, okay, cool. So, but she chases down uh, Matilda the Hun, mm-hmm. and just wily coyotes are off a cliff. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's not exactly what happens. No, this is where there's the fake bridge. I mean, the fake tunnel. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she's yeah. Way to down. bury the fucking lead on this one, dude. <laughs> like one of the greatest cartoon elements of this fucking movie is like the resistance and their most wily coyote like way have this like fake like tunnel cardboard like thing set up that goes right off a cliff. So when they're chasing them, Matilda the Hun drives. <laughs> goes oh there's the tunnel drives through the tunnel goes right off a cliff and blows up <laughs> and it is a long drop where yeah, it's like yeah. you see every hit of that car well down the, the only it's... good nazi is a dead nazi so let's let's take that in and here we got two of them so two yeah. racers dead three navigators dead yeah calamity calamity jane pulls up realizes something's up but uh just goes on so and uh the newscasters lie and say that uh right before oh matilda the uh had an impressive score yeah (laughs) so Mm. they're still trying to cover up that Mm -hmm. five of the total of 10 participants in this race are dead yeah Mm mm-hmm Still trying to cover up the resistance, like it clearly interfering in this uh, race, which brings to a point, um, which brings us to a point, like it's implied that like this race is televised. So we have to assume this cameras on each car following them, or at least on like parts of the car or something like anyone clearly watching this uh, race should be able to tell that like something fishy is going on, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, I guess this is the idea of a you know totalitarian, uh, totalitarian government is that they just lie to the people as much as possible, even despite the obvious. Embry. So next, uh, <laughs> next, uh, we have uh, we have another pit stop. Yeah, yeah, we we get to uh, this is scenic Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. and the racers are pissed because they are completely aware something else is going on. The government tries to blame it on the French, which keeps going on to this day. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, um, so they're so they're watching the TV, you know, listening to like the news station. They're eating dinner. Stallone's face is covered with food. And he's eating something out of a bowl with his fingers. I don't know what it, it looked like whipped cream. Or some, I thought sour cream. Yeah, some kind of cream. And he's just unable to use a spoon. So he's got it all over his face. Once again, Stallone is the best part of this movie. Like He was far. bound for stardom. Yeah, yeah. Because you know he just if went in there and was it. like was like what if i just eat with my fingers you know <laughs> like by the way another movie which claims to have dialogue written by by stallone himself so who knows has he ever been in a movie where he didn't write his own dialogue that's what i'm interested in finding out kitty and stud no he gets credit for that too <laughs> Every movie we've watched so far, there's been like some part, some trivia, like Stallone added additional dialogue for this movie. Do you think that's in his contract for every movie? Like, I'm not going to do this movie unless you credit me with writing my own dialogue. I'm sure after Rocky it is. Because at that point, you're like, who can argue with him, you know? Uh, Mary Warrenov said, uh, Calamity Jane said when she met Stallone... Uh, and just like introduced himself like talking to each other he said that he was living in a closet and writing a movie about boxing and she just thought he was like crazy like okay man that sounds great <laughs> lo and behold it's gonna win the academy award but like he was living in a closet writing a movie oh man so the government's still trying to cover everything up yep uh nobody's buying it nope they think that they should all have like security and stuff which what why would you have security in a death race yeah but i don't know they do they do kind of seem like pussies here like you're in a race that kills people like this is just honestly be better tv if you ask me you know what i mean so (laughs) yeah i mean they're they're blowing stuff up they're knocking cars off off cliffs Mm-hmm. Like the resistance this is probably probably the uh the most watched death race i would have to assume yeah. up to this point because they i feel like there's a lot of firsts that are happening in this where you know it's a multi-day race there's got to be people like talking about it at, at work or at home hey did you see death race yesterday nero exploded when he ran over a baby yeah this is must see tv really mm-hmm uh so elsewhere in the uh in the pit stop machine gun joe runs into annie and he's pissed yeah he knows she th- she threw him off course mm-hmm. and uh true to stallone uh fashion starts to uh force himself upon her <laughs> says that uh she's gonna see his face for the rest of his her life which is gonna be like a minute and a half and starts choking her yeah 
Oh, sorry. I guess it was just rape in my mind. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank God Frankenstein walks in, uh, knocks Joe silly. They have a nice little bar fight in a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. like there's like music playing on the jukebox. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, Frankenstein walks away successfully, has a uh, another romantic evening with Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, more kind of uh, political idealism uh, conversation takes place. Yeah, Frankenstein claims the world doesn't want to be saved. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and and this is where one of the shoes drops south. Yeah. Frankenstein isn't who we think he is. It it finally comes out here. He was he's not the original Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. He was raised in a government center to be exactly what he is. Mm-hmm. So every year that a Frankenstein dies, they just replace him with another one. Yep, just like Paul McCartney. <laughs> Just like Joe Biden. My my joke's better, sorry. I know. <laughs> then why try to take away from it, huh? Because <laughs> I was going to say Django Fett and I pivoted to Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, just one in the same. Django Biden. Unchained. Um, Frankenstein claims he's going to be the last Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yep. That leads us to the next race day where Joe's supporting the hell of a black eye. Well, not a hell of a black eye. Like, he's just got a bandage on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. But John Landis makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when the race starts, uh, Machine Gun Joe runs over or backs over his uh, his mechanic crew. Yeah. So, so some extra points there. Uh, and... Uh... Here's where uh, I think the singular best line in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. By far. Uh, <laughs> you know, Myra, some people might think you're cute, but I think you're a great big baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... so, so I watched this thing with John Landis, and he says that the original line was some people think you're a bitch, and Stallone changed it to baked potato. <laughs> alone we love you we love you so much <laughs> for that line alone is worth this entire podcast it's very interesting that he's like all of a sudden he's like i ain't gonna be i ain't gonna do no nudity and i ain't saying bitch <laughs> towels on my butt yeah baked potatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be a good t-shirt towels on my butt comma baked potatoes exclamation point let me write that down. Mm-hmm. We'll make that shirt. Yep. It'll <laughs> be the first Sly and the Guys podcast t-shirt. Sorry, I write slow. As long as you don't read slow. As long as you, uh, so as long in- as you don't fuck slow. <laughs> as long as you don't shit slow. That should be a, that should be a scene in a movie where like someone's in the bathroom for like forty minutes at like a restaurant and comes out and the person they're with's like where were you <laughs> sorry I'm a I'm a slow shitter uh, the Matt Pope story 
that's when he's on for what demolition man or whatever the fuck he wants to do we should introduce him and joining us now is matt slow shitter pope <laughs> what will he do what will he say to that uh, he'll probably laugh and try to explain why he should so slowly <laughs> He has no, my brother has no shame. He is proud of everything that he does. He knows who he is and makes no apologies for it. Okay. All right. Back to, back to the program. We got to speed up. We're at a fucking hour. And so on the last day of the race, Jane gets uh, attacked by motorcycle resistance fighters. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is like, I think this is uh, the start of one of the best uh, car scenes in the movie. This is really exciting here. Where the the guy jumps off the back of a motorcycle into Jane's car. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. he's wrestling with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Tussling. And and she's freaking handling him. Yeah. Clemmie Jane's a real badass, if you ask me. Yeah. She she throws him out, but then ends up wanting to chase down the other motorcycle guy, because that guy's not going to get away. Mm Mm-mm. No. Maybe she determined, uh, looking in his visor, how old he was, and determined, okay, well... That guy's probably worth 40 points. Yeah. Uh-huh. 30 points. So I'm going to go run him down. Uh, another question that wasn't addressed, like, is somebody driving on a motorcycle or a bicycle worth more than a pedestrian? We'll have to uh, revert to the uh, rule book, which does not exist. So, But uh, unfortunately for Calamity Jane, the resistance has planted a landmine. Yeah, and this is a really tense scene, a tense shot of her like continuously doing like a bad three point uh, turn, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like each time just barely missing the landmine until you think like, oh, she's fine, but nope, she hits it and blows up, leaving us with mm. only two cars in the race, as we kind of suspected from the beginning. Frankenstein and Machine Gun Joe—they're neck and neck. Mm-hmm. They're coming mm-hmm. into the home stretch. Yep. Mm-hmm. But first, we gotta drug the woman in our sidecar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, Frankenstein uh, takes the opportunity to drug Annie. Uh, and he's got like this uh, box of like sedatives, I guess. And there's like a shitload in there. Like he got the value pack of like date rape drugs from Sam's. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is clearly he has not a, a Sam's new- Club membership. <laughs> yeah, or Costco or something. <laughs> probably well, maybe, you know he's close with the president the president probably just hooks him up with whatever he wants yeah just gives true, him a blank true. prescription pad mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. the surgeon general yeah i'm pretty sure that's how that works mm-hmm. so uh, uh lieutenant fury our mustachioed resistance fighter shows up in this really cool plane that was a cool plane it looked very futuristic sorry futuristic yeah, it had its like small like back wing in the front and its wings in the back, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's trying to bomb the shit out of Frankenstein. Yeah, so we get a cool like car uh, plane kind of combat scene here. Like uh, Frankenstein does a good job of avoiding it. Um, plane, of course, crashes, blows up, um, and perfect timing. Annie wakes up, so Annie slept through an entire plane car combat thing straight out of like um twisted metal twi- yeah like straight out of twisted metal almost right <laughs> yeah i um i kind of thought it was maybe 
the uh, the writers uh, were alluding to like the Hobbit, where Frodo gets knocked out at the the beginning of the Battle of the Five Armies, and mm-hmm. then wakes up, and everybody's just like, "You're not gonna believe it." <laughs> yeah, probably. So, um, so Paul Bartel, big J.R.R. Tolkien fan. Mm-hmm. Who's not really? Um, people who can't read. Well, he still watch the movies, which are inferior. Um, but, uh, in the, uh, the, before the plane blows up, uh, Frankenstein gets, gets wounded. He gets a little shrapnel in his shoulder mm-hmm. and, uh, machine gun Joe also gets attacked by the resistance fighters and gets thrown off course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess machine gun Joe's their backup plan. Well, I think they just want to kill everybody, you know? Yeah. Well, they want to, yeah, they want to get to the president so they can kill the president or bargain with the president to end the, the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Annie wakes up and uh, Frankenstein finally takes off his other glove. Yeah, which is, which reveals that he does have a uh, fake hand, but not only is it a fake hand, it is a fake hand with a gri- with a hand grenade, pun intended, because that's a pun in the movie embedded in the fake hand which is pretty neat if you ask me where can we get one of those she goes to grenade and grenade grenade. yeah (laughs) which is like a line out of like a naked gun movie you know what i mean it really is yeah Uh but he frankenstein reveals that it's his life's work to kill the president and the reason he has this grenade in his hand is because the winner gets to shake hands with the president Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm so it turns out, um, I mean, really, the resistance were just going to, like, what, make their demands to the president? And Frankenstein uh, uh, was just going to kill the president. So, like, mm-hmm. Frankenstein, more radical than resistance. Interesting. Yeah. Who is the monster, Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster? Well, technically, Frankenstein's monster considers himself a son of Dr. Frankenstein. So, really his last name would also be Frankenstein. So when all those people say, it's, it's the doctor, not the monster, they're wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Suck it. Nerds. <laughs> Suck it, hipsters. <laughs> all you Mary Shelley fanboys. Yeah. So we reveal that Frankenstein wants to win to yeah. kill the president, and Joe wants to win for hate. No, he's... <laughs> No, but he says this is his life work, but he's won like how many times, like at least like three or four times. No, 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 no. This is the first race he's been in because he get the Frankensteins get replaced every time. No, no, he said, yeah, no, not after every race. He says that he's actually won this before. He's not the first Frankenstein, but this is also not his first race. There's a lot of confusing stuff with that (laughs) because when he goes to give Annie the... The sedative, mm-hmm. he tells her it tastes like vanilla because he doesn't taste it. And she's like, this isn't vanilla. And he's like, oh, yeah, my taste buds were uh, ruined in the crash of 95. Yeah, so it, it, that's what I think it implies. He's not the first Frankenstein, but this is not his first race, I think. Who knows? It, it, I mean, we've already established that the race makes no sense. So if, if you're watching this movie and at this point you're like, wait, 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 I'm turning this off. This doesn't make any sense. You're watching the wrong fucking movie. If you're sus- I guess, yeah, if your suspension of disbelief ends with that. 
You just wasted an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh-huh. there's only ten minutes left in the movie. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Uh, so uh, Joe shows up, you know, at this point, and then, uh, Joe and Frankenstein have the little final, like, race off and they're smashing into each other and so there's nothing wrong with a little bump and grind uh you know they they're maneuvering for position they're they're crashing into each other Mm -hmm. and for the first time in the entire movie in the entire race somebody uses a like wacky racist gadget and they drop oil slicks on the ground yeah true true stallone's car has guns on it Mm -hmm. and a knife why don't you just yeah. yeah, shoot the other car. I don't know. He has a machine gun in the car. It's established. Why doesn't he give it to Myra to stand up and shoot everybody? I really would have liked it. I mean, I think all the vehicles are great, but can you imagine if Machine Gun Joe was driving in like a Model A, like <laughs> yeah, Bugsy uh, and stuff? Yeah, and then you have Myra out. sitting out the back just shooting a Tommy gun. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So, of course, our hero wins. Yep. Frankenstein survives. Yeah, but it's... Joe and Myra explode. Yeah. mm, Frankenstein's ruined. I mean, uh, wounded. Frankenstein's wounded, but um, wins the race. So, uh, um, they're uh, going to meet the president. But uh, Mm -hmm. how's it going to happen if... Frankenstein's pretty pretty messed up, you know. And he's missing a hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No grenade to uh, blow up the president. But so the president's really excited to see them, and he and he uh, he tells the crowd that uh, Frankenstein is gonna lead them in their war against the French, who <laughs> tried to disrupt the death race and ruined their phone systems. <laughs> it is pretty funny. They keep blaming everything on the French, but yeah. <laughs> So Frankenstein, um, alone Frankenstein, no Annie, pulls up in the in the monster car and uh, gets out to go shake hands with the president. But it's revealed Frankenstein has a knife in his oh. in his hand, and it's just within striking distance of the president. When oh no, look in the crowd! Is William Defoe in drag <laughs> with a gun? Yeah, shoots Frankenstein. Sadly, it's revealed it was Annie all along. So Thomasina Paint just shot her own great-granddaughter mm-hmm. who was about to fulfill their mission. Yeah. She's got egg on her face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But up pops a very naked Frankenstein in the car and um, does what he does best and drives into the platform, killing the president and fulfilling his destiny which you know as everybody knows with the presidency just like the santa claus yeah if you you kill the president you get to become the president Mm -hmm. yeah that's how it works (laughs) we cut we cut to a uh we end as all good movies should with a wedding we cut to the wedding of frankenstein and annie frankenstein now president um Annie surviving her, uh, the the fatal, <laughs> her great grandmother trying to kill her, uh, 
and, uh, he, and even the great grandmother's there. So it's a happy little family. Um, Frankenstein's nice. abolished the race, um, fixed the country, seemingly. <laughs> He's restored order to our wonderful country. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, uh huh. And go but ahead. But our favorite character, Junior. Yeah. It, He's not having it. He's not having it. I mean, he makes some good points. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he starts telling. He starts telling Frank, like, isn't your popularity completely due to violence? Like, the, hmm. the only reason you were in the position you were in hmm. was because of violence. Mm-hmm. And this is what the country needs. It's what it wants: mm-hmm. violence, violence, violence. Yeah. And how does Frankenstein show that he's changed and grown as a person? He just runs his ass over. <laughs> Violence. Violence. <laughs> and as the movie ends, we get this bullshit like monologue <laughs> over the closing credits about how like how, how like, violence started in Australia. No, but like, like these ancient like cavemen bc and how like it's like murder hasn't has been around before like we've begun to think as like humans which like what the fuck is that so this movie's ultimately like pro-violence like (laughs) it says that violence is why our brains got bigger (laughs) so its assertion is violence predates humans which i guess you can make that argument but violence is also the reason that that we got smart enough to eventually you know have the yeah. world crash in 1979 yeah. because, then... because all because that's what that's what every tool has ever been used for is violence i get that that some tools were used for violence but some tools were used for like other things you know but fuck it this is what this is what the movie decides to end on this is the thesis of the entire movie that the violence solves everything despite like frankenstein the main character being like oh no i'm abolishing it but then using it, you know? So this movie takes us <laughs> this. Oh boy. Well, that's the end of the movie <laughs> here at Sly and the guys. We have three ratings. We have straight, three of them. Three of them. Yep. We have straight the video. We have theatrical release and we have inclusion in the criterion collection. Chris, where would you put this? Uh, I have to be honest with you. Uh-huh. I wish I had seen this movie sooner because I loved this movie so, so much. Okay. If if I hadn't have had to rent it from Netflix DVD mm-hmm. per your uh, suggestion, mm-hmm. um, I would watch this. This movie would go in my regular rotation with like Tron Legacy, Fast and the Furious, and Rush Hour that's as glowing of a review as I can give to this movie. It's in the criterion collection for me. I loved it so much. All right. Hey, glowing uh, recommendation there from Chris. What about you? Um, I saw this movie decades ago, probably when I was in middle school. And to me, it has not aged. Well, I found this movie really boring. It put me to sleep. Once you get its form of shock and comedy, it's really fucking old. So um, I'm going to say direct the video on this one. I did not enjoy watching it. I did enjoy watching Stallone. Um, He is so great in this. Uh, 
David Carradine sleepwalks through this fucking movie, and he's the main <laughs> character. Um, the movie takes itself, it can't decide if it wants to take itself seriously, wants to be a violent tits and ass film. Um, but like, I, it is, it was just not for me, this viewing. Um, it, I might have ruined myself. I am a very cultured person. I've seen a lot more shocking, a lot more violent, especially from this decade. So to me, it was just cartoon bullshit. So direct the video. I would have loved to see this movie in like 1995 on TNT at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, um, I'm pre- there is a uh, episode of Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision on TNT with it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I found record of it. Those aren't mm. some are on YouTube, but um, not a lot. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, there we go. Two two very uh, opposite reviews of this film. And it might split the podcast. We might not be able to recover from this but division you're, here. You're right. You're right. Um, so this week, Chris, we do have some questions. All right. We do. We do have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> questions, yes. Yeah. Questions from some listeners here. Um, Doris from Forest City, North Carolina asks, if you were in separate cars for the death race, what would your gimmicks be? <sighs> mm-hmm. Well, huh. so one of the things I thought this movie was missing mm-hmm. was some variety in the cars. Like, I, I expect... Uh, if this, I mean, granted the movie's been remade, but if we were to remake this movie, I'd want to see like a monster truck or something. Yeah, like Frankenstein yeah. would be driving like Gravedigger. Yeah. Um, I think I would want my gimmick to be werewolf. Werewolf. And my car okay. would transform. Ooh, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I would really like to go. Um, I would like my car and my gimmick to be like McDonald's theme. So I'd be dressed up like Ronald McDonald and my navigator would be dressed up like Grimace, you know, and it would just be like a huge fry box with wheels. And we'd like, instead of shooting out like oil and stuff, we just shoot out like ketchup. Or you shoot out like the living little chicken McNuggets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> jump out and mm-hmm. then like attack the car yeah. like Gremlin style. Yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be my gimmick. Yeah, it's unfortunate. In the uh, gritty 2008 reboot, there's no like, it's nothing like that. There's no like, you know, themes or anything. It's all just like the cars are just cool. None even cool. They're just built in prison. So they look like you know, like they look like Mad Max cars. Yeah, but not but even not that, as good. Yeah, not even that cool. You know, like at least the Mad Max cars look like wild. You know, these are just mm-hmm. like um, nothing special. So these are like the scout cars in a zombie movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very Walking Dead esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so our second question, not very uh, movie related or not very death race related, but uh, Eric from Chattanooga asks, when do you think Spielberg and Daniel Day-Lewis will team up again for Trump? Um, when you mean team up, do you mean like to go murder him? <laughs> no, I mean, they uh, famously made uh, Lincoln, you know, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's uh, that's an interesting question mm-hmm. because I don't know that Daniel Day-Lewis would play Trump. If he does, though, he's going to have to get in the same shape as Trump. So I think it's really how how long will it take to put a movie together and also get Daniel Day-Lewis uh, in in true form, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So the um, large body shape, despite being physically fit, uh, the the spray tan should be the easiest part. Um, so, see, I think you'd have I think you'd have Daniel Day Lewis playing like a supporting role. I know that might be beneath him, but you'd have him as like uh, give him. Not Mike Pence. Give him, like, Mitch McConnell, something he can really sink his teeth into and put, like, Jesse Plemons as Trump. No, I don't think so. I think Daniel Day-Lewis is is should play Trump. Um, I know you're, you're just trying to get your boy Jesse Plemons in, like, a starring role. I understand that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I... Well, then we'd throw in Sam Rockwell. We'd throw in... Uh, we throw in Vincent D'Onofrio. We just throw in my whole cadre of favorite actors. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I guess the answer to that question is five years. Um, I guess it depends on if Trump won- runs again in 2024. Oh, my God. Yeah. It'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so by 2030, I guess. 2030, yeah. yeah. Spielberg is like 80 now, I think. So uh, hang in there, beard. Well, actually, I guess another way to answer that is how long between Lincoln being president and that movie coming mm-hmm. out was there? Probably like 140. Let's see. Lincoln died in what, 65? I think so. I don't know. So, so Spielberg's head uh-huh. so in a jar. Yeah, so 150 years or 160 years roughly, yeah. So Spielberg's head in a jar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will direct Daniel Day-Lewis with a cybernetic body. Yeah, because by this and... point, like, all actors will just be AI. You know, they'll mm-hmm. uh, upload everyone's uh, image and, um, you know, voice and all that stuff. So we could really just program. And they'll be able to literally with a slider just change their age. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. So, uh, you know, in a century or so. So somewhere between 2025 and uh, 21, uh, 2180, 2160. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Good questions. Um, I loved those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Good ones. Um, so uh, I guess that uh, brings us to the end of this uh, episode. It's been a good one. I, I agree. This has been my favorite one so far. Yeah. All right. Hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it as well. Yeah, of course. And uh, get ready because uh, our next uh, podcast episode, it's a doozy. It sure is. We've been waiting a long time for this. Mm-hmm. We finally did it. Yep. We're going to do a movie people have seen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is that movie, Chris? bullet to the head no 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 oh god we're no. doing oh god no. the 1976 academy award winning best picture that is not true oh yeah it is yeah it is. sorry yeah it beat taxi driver <laughs> that's right in a Shakespeare in love versus saving private Ryan type of upset I I don't know about that Rocky Rocky that's right the film that ultimately made Stallone Um, that's what we're tackling next time should be a good episode 
<laughs> Should be what everyone's waiting for. But um we'll get we'll get to that next episode. Uh Chris, where can folks find us? Uh you can find us uh everywhere that you can find um let me take that back. Okay. You can find us at these fine retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh myspace.com slash bushly comedy Uh, you can find us on parlor the new social media uh, app ask me about that afterwards (laughs) Uh, you can find us at thatsbush.com you can find us youtube and facebook bushly comedy Mm -hmm. you can find us twitter at bushlycom instagram at Bushley Comedy. Mm-hmm. If you want to write us, you can reach us at slyintheguys at gmail.com. So uh, come on. Give us uh, give some questions, some comments. Make sure to answer them, give you a shout out. And yeah. uh, maybe when we make those uh, baked potato and uh, towel t-shirts, <laughs> you'll be the first to know. Yeah, and uh, uh, please subscribe and uh, comment and uh, do whatever you want. Uh, tell tell other people about us. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring some more folks into the fun that is Sly and the Guys movie podcast. Well, I guess this is it. I'm Sal. And I'm Machine Gun Joe Chris Turbo. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.